0: Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Coming right up, it's the Book of Psalms, Chapter 16 and 17. Don't you dare miss it. All anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel Podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. This is your church help glorify magnify and broadcast god's saving word my part is creating this bible teaching media your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions managing marketing advertising helping with the website helping with this podcast or whatever god-given talents you have god expects you To use it in the many member body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. Give it up for God at Companionchapel.com. Give it up for God in your whole human family. How are you blessing others with the blessings God has given you? Blessing others with the with the gift of biblical literacy. Go to CompanionChapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel is located at number 338 Side Road, 2829 29 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code here is N0G2N0, and the phone number here is 519-706-8876. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 16. Don't you dare miss it. Mictum of David. Now I'm going to start to teach the superscriptions and the subscriptions because most of the Bibles, almost every Bible I've ever seen, they're in the wrong spot. The subscriptions, what you see under, what you generally say things like, uh, to the chief musician, refer to the Psalms that was just said. It's not a superscription. It's not a title. This year in Psalm 16 is a title, Mictum of David. And Mictum means engraven. Like these words are engraven in stone, God, by God, and cannot be rubbed out. This psalm is David referring to his true son, yet future than Messiah. And his Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, the true David, the beloved. David was a type. He was one to come. He was like an example. But David was a prophet. This refers to the true David, the true beloved. It refers to his death and resurrection, his deliverance from imminent danger. Remember, David was a prophet and knew God would raise up Messiah to sit on his throne. So always apply that to these Psalms because if you don't rightly divide the word, it just leads to confusion. God's not the author of confusion. Remember, there was David and that's why David is so beloved in the Bible. David is in the posterity of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ even himself gets referred to as the son of David many times in the Gospels. Let's go to verse 1 of 16. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Trust or you won't be trusted. Now, these Psalms where it's written, Mictim of David. There's one here in 16. And then Psalm 56, 57, 58, 59, and 60. Written in stone, it can't be rubbed out. Death and resurrection. The sufferings before the glory. So you have to rightly divide when David is speaking of himself and when he's alluding to to the Lord. We're talking here about the man, Christ Jesus. And he's taking his place of suffering for us. And if he didn't do that for us, if he didn't suffer on the cross for us, there would be no heaven. He had to prove, and he had to make the he had to prove heaven. He had to make it valid, legit. He had to make it bonafide by not compromising with evil. He had to suffer and say no to everything. That is evil. That is corrupt. That is of the darkness. And then he could, had every valid, universal right to set up the kingdom of heaven. That's valid. It will not co- accommodate evil. He had to do those things. He had to come in the flesh and do those things. Say no. When sin was hyper focused on him, he was innocent and not guilty. And he set up the kingdom of heaven that is valid and legit. And when we meet our maker and we're looking at the big pearly gates, because this is going down, it's written in stone by the finger of God Himself. None of us can sit there and say, you don't know what it's like, Jesus. You just you don't know. You didn't walk it. How can you know? He walked it. Now watch this. He walked it, he talked it, and he walked it. He knows. None of us can say, you don't know what it's like, Jesus. He knows. And he didn't have to do that for us. Verse 2. Oh my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. Jesus Christ acknowledging his role as the only begotten. Described in Revelation chapter 1. The first and foremost in importance. The only one worthy as it's written. We're all unworthy. Because we all fold like cheap lawn chairs. Some of us to more extent than to other than others when it comes to sin. Which just means all the vain curiosities that come up to us. And into our face every day. All the temptations and trials. We learn to say no to ourselves. We are the meek. The peculiar ones. Meek means to self-afflict with discipline. It means to afflict yourself with discipline. Learn to say no to yourself. Learn to say no to others around you. That's what being meek is. It means Meek means much different meaning. In the Hebrew language than the English. Oh. Okay. This doesn't make any sense. I have no good beyond thee. That's right. None of us are better than God. God has nothing to prove to us. And you can't violate the principles of God without consequence. You can't go, you know what, this is such a huge verse. I have no good beyond thee. People, you know what God hates? He just hates it. In Revelation chapter 3, either you're hot on it or you're cold against it. He respects those things. He'd rather be hot for him than cold against them. But it's the people in the middle of the road that say, yeah, you know, some parts of the Bible, you know, I think, I think are really good, but some parts I just don't agree with. So, yeah, my name is Joe Diamond, and there's some things in here I don't agree with. So I'm just going to write a few paragraphs here, and uh, I'm going to write them in my mind, maybe I'll write them on a piece of paper, but I'm certainly going to tell others what I think about the Word of God. And when I see my Lord Jesus Christ, which you will, you will meet your Maker, Joe Diamond. And when you say, you know what, here's a, here's a few paragraphs you probably should have inserted. Yeah, I'm just I'm just telling you some of those things just don't pan out for me. So what I think, let me tell you something: there is no goodness beyond God. You think you think you're better than God? You think you're too good for the Word of God? Well, God's got a place for you because you can't come into the heaven side, or it'll be nothing more than a new hell. Verse three: the saints that are in the earth. That's as for the saints. This is really poor translating, so I'm just going to read it. What the, the sense and meaning of the words, okay, is to be pleasing to God in thought, intent, action, and saints means set yourself aside, sanctify yourself that are in the earth. That's all of us that are listening to this, and we got our Bibles in our hands, and we love the Lord Jesus Christ. We acknowledge Him. We glory Him. We glory the cross, and we love our Father. We want to be pleasing to Father, glory Father, and bring joy to Father. You want to upset your father? To the saints, he finds them excellent. His delight be pleasing to God. Remember in Hebrews or in Revelation chapter four, the last verse: He made us for His pleasure, not for His annoyance. He can't have war up there in the universe. Like, look what we're doing down here on planet Earth. Are you kidding me? You want to bring those thought patterns into the kingdom of heaven, and you think you you think you're gonna? have those thought patterns flourish in heaven, it'd be nothing more than a new hell. It, would be, it wouldn't be just war of this world. It would be war of the planets. Forget about it. God won't let it happen. In the beginning, was wisdom was there in the beginning before the first atom was formed on the highest part of the dust of the earth when the whole universe was a pulverized dust. Proverbs 8. That's how God came into existence. He's telling us, I became aware I'm a consciousness. I I bring peace. I didn't set up the universe to be at controversy with each other like you did on planet Earth. You guys can't govern yourselves. If you could govern yourselves, there'd be no need for a God, would there? We'd govern ourselves. This would be Shangri-La. No, it's hell. This is hell. Ask any one of the refugees. Can you imagine that vile, vulgar term to put on a human being? Refugee. You don't belong anywhere. Your country's not yours anymore. Go, you know... You know, put your stuff in a laundry basket and hit the road, Jack. Can you imagine how spoiled we are here in candy United States, and Europe? We're just absolutely overfed, living reckless lives of obscene entitlement. You think that's allowed in heaven and into the universe? No, man. Give your head a shake. Watch this. Verse 4. Their sorrow shall be multiplied that hasten after another god. Yeah, that means that's people that say... Yeah, I believe in myself. You think you're God yourself, you know? They, their drink offerings of blood, will I not offer? I just got a text. Of course, I'm not going to read it, but it just bothers me. The sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after. Yeah, their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor will I, nor take up their names unto my lips. This is huge. Luke 12, verse 8 to 10. Try to comprehend the seriousness of this verse. He's not going to acknowledge you. In Luke chapter 12, verse 8 to 10, Lord Jesus Christ won't acknowledge you to Father. He's not going to acknowledge you. Your name is kicked out of the book of life. How do you get there? Persistent unbelief. Imaginative criticism. Chronic disobedience. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. Your portion, your inheritance. How do you get there? The path. The path. The presence. The pleasures is being said here. Follow this this chapter. Your inheritance. Can you claim it? Do you know how to claim it? That's your cup. The cup of wrath is just the hell people make here. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a godly heritage. Well remember what? Yeah, the lines are drawn. The, the line is drawn. And you can't compromise your way over that line. You can't lovely-dovey your way over that line. It's yea or nay. That's so refreshing. You can't negotiate. You can't have a lawyer there to, to make concessions for you. You have a goodly heritage. Esau didn't care about his heritage. Esau didn't care. God hated Esau while he was still in the womb. God owns all souls. Don't forget that. Seven. Why did wait, why did God hate Esau and love Jacob? It's because what was in Esau's heart, he knows us from the first age. He knows what is in us that we have to get out of us, that we have to come to terms with. We are the ones that fell. What was in Esau's heart? Socialism, tyrants, communism. Esau set up the kingdom of Russia that we know today. A brutal dictatorship, trying to hide under, gloss it over. This Vladimir Putin guy is a brutal tyrant. His people mean nothing to him. Just a tyrant. It's just a horrible place. The people of Russia. Yeah, God loves all souls, but he hates what you're thinking. Or he might hate what you're thinking doing. He loves your soul. It's your spirit, it's the intellect of your soul that you're judged on. Let's just move forward here. he knew what was in Edom's heart, Esau's heart. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. How do you bless the Lord? To acknowledge Him. To to please Him. And who is your counselor? Your wonderful counselor. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is your wonderful counselor. Okay, He gives the Lord Jesus Christ counsel. Where does all counsel come from? From wisdom personified. Proverbs chapter 8. We just talked about that. Remember in Job chapter 38. God says to Job. Stand up Job. Pull up your pantaloons. Who is this that darkeneth counsel without knowledge? Who is these people? Who are you listening to? God's saying to Job. All these sermons, 38 chapters of these people, these Job's three friends, blah, blah, blah. Do you see these people today? Oh, you certainly do. They're the Joels, the Joyces, They're the big super preachers today trying to sell you books about the Bible, making a gazillion, trillion dollars. They're all over the place. These sermons on human merit, human endeavor, human experience, human entitlement. Listen, teach the Bible and understand mankind has a 100% failure rate governing themselves and others. Now here's some great verses. Now we can teach this right out of the book of Acts, but we'll teach it right here. And then someday when we do Acts, this is in the book of Acts 8. I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. The divine ministry of salvation. The righteous right arm of Father. And guess who else says is not going to be moved? Satan himself. Remember Psalms 10 just a few Psalms ago? Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. He is your comforter, your counselor. Verse 10, for thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. There we go. That's God talking about Yeshua Messiah. Yahweh referring to Yeshua. Yeshua means salvation of Yah. Salvation of Yahweh. His righteous right arm. The mediator to father. He is your rock. He is your only stability. And God wasn't going to leave his only begotten son without... Uh, Without proper counsel. And that's what he instructed him. His reins mean his directions, his paths, for his thoughts, intents, his actions. This guy, Jesus Christ, comes down here. He's born innocent of woman through Mary. And he's he manifests a little lower than the angels. He walks amongst us. He tabernacles amongst us. He is the living word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word tabernacled amongst us. He's our teacher, our master, our rabbi, our wonderful counselor. He didn't have to do that for us. It was the things he said and the things he did. That's why we sit here, billions of people, 2,000 years later, giving our lives over to this, this guy that walked around in sandals and a sheet, handing out fish sandwiches. Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, loves us so much. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to. We fell. We followed Satan. We are the one third that followed the dragon's tail. And now we give power to it. and We're destroying this planet and destroying each other. Jesus Christ gives us a way out. He will not see corruption. No guile, no malice, no corruption was found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was perfect, not guilty. He did that for us. To extreme physical pain, humiliation. Satan had him up there. Nailed to a cross in his underwear. It's just horrible. It's just overwhelmingly horrible. You should just be mortified to think... That when you will feel a sin or what you did in the first age, say sorry for. Give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. 11. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Lord Jesus Christ is the righteous right arm of Yahweh. And that's the only path of life. Eternal life, and that's your only chance at eternal joy, happiness. The new Jerusalem, it means a place of peace beyond our comprehension. It's a divine completeness. It's a place place where there's no pointing fingers. It's all been forgiven. We forgive each other. We've come to an understanding. It's a place of safety. It's a place of peace forever. And there's a place that's not so peaceful, and it's called hell. Don't land your butt there. Well, listen, I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day. My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. Get involved and be somebody. Get a hold of me, CompanionChapel at gmail.com or call 519 706 8876 I want to thank you very much for listening. At least promote this podcast, share this podcast. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself the greatest day and bye for now.